Welcome to the Automotive Diagnostic Podcast. We're going to explore ways to sharpen our diagnostic skills, find learning resources, and hear from experts in the automotive field. Okay, what's up, automotive world? This is the Automotive Diagnostic Podcast. My name is Sean Tipping. I will be your host today. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And I also appreciate some of the feedback that I've been getting recently uh, from people that have been listening to the show. I actually had a question slash suggestion for something to talk about. And I do appreciate that because I want to know what everyone wants to hear about, what the listeners want to hear uh, me talk about or talk to other people about. Uh, otherwise, it's just uh, just me blabbing on. So <laughs> anyways, the topic that I'm going to cover today is scan tools. Uh, now, this is a pretty broad topic, and there's a lot that goes into scan tools, but the scan tool is a really important part of our day-to-day life as a technician, and I, I think it's more so as each day goes on. I mean, if you don't have a scan tool, uh, you're going to be pretty hard pressed to cover all areas of the vehicle and be able to service uh, each aspect of the vehicle. I mean, every single component on the vehicle has a control module involved in it somehow nowadays. So we got to have scan tools and we got to have ones that work for the vehicles that we are repairing. Uh, That's a pretty obvious statement, but the challenge becomes which scan tool is best for me or my shop? Which scan tool should I invest the money in? Because it's a big investment for some of these tools. Uh, You're putting down a lot of money. Now, the goal is that these tools are in turn going to make you a lot of money. Uh, It's uh, an investment in a sense. But, you know, there's still still a lot of money that goes into them. So we want to make sure that we are spending that correctly, that we're uh, getting the best value for our dollar so, you know, one of the questions I've heard before is what, what is the best scan tool out there? What scan tool should I go buy? And that's a pretty loaded question without some background. I think it really depends on what you work on or what you want to work on at your shop or however you do automobile repair. Uh, the lines of vehicles, the age of vehicles that you work on is really going to determine what type of scan tool that you need. I mean, if you're working on one line of car, you should have the factory scan tool. Realistically, the factory scan tool for each brand is going to be the most capable. That doesn't mean it's always the easiest or fastest, but it should be the most capable in most cases. Uh, It should do everything that you want it to do for that vehicle. Everything that it was capable of doing from the factory, that scan tool should be able to do it. And so again, if you work on GMs all the time, I mean, if you see a GM every single day in your rotation, even if it's an aftermarket shop, you know, you should have that factory scan tool. And Nowadays, it's not only just for the diagnostic side of things, but it's also for programming as well. If you have that factory scan tool, uh, the reason that I've bought most of the factory scan tools that I have is for the programming aspect. And there's lots of details that goes into that as well. But again, 
if you want to know what's the best scan tool for a specific line, it's probably going to be that factory scan tool. So we'll, I'll talk a little bit about that today. I'm not going to go into detail on all these different uh, factory tools, um, but that's that's my opinion there. Now, there's also the aftermarket side of things with scan tools, and there's a lot of aftermarket scan tools out there. And it's hard to know which one is going to be best for me if I work on multiple brands of vehicles. I want something that's going to cover everything. Well, the simple truth is here, and I'll just put this out there right away before we start talking, there's no one tool that does it all. And I've seen you know videos and other comparisons with scan tools where people have said the same thing, and it's 100% accurate. Every single tool is going to have its holes. Every single tool is going to have some type of shortcoming. And so there really isn't a tool out there, at least not that I'm aware of, that really does it all. There are some that really do well on a multitude of vehicles, but everything has its shortcoming, everything has its holes. So we're going to talk about a little bit on that today. And before we get into the tools, I just want to lay it out there that I am not the all-knowing guru of all things scan tool. Yes, I've used a lot of scan tools. I own a lot of scan tools, uh, use them every day. I don't know them all. I don't own them all. I haven't used them all. And so this won't be an all-encompassing description of every single scan tool out there. Um, I just, I, I don't have that capacity, but I am going to talk about the ones that I use that serve me well when I'm out doing mobile work on multiple lines of vehicles. But if you're interested in a specific tool that I don't cover here, um, do your research on it. And we're, we're going to talk about that a little bit later is how you can do research on a tool, what you want to look for before you spend the money, if you think something is right for you. So before we get into the actual tools that I use on a regular basis nowadays, I thought it would be interesting just to cover the past a little bit, you know, understand where we've been uh, so so we understand where we're at or where we're going, uh, a, little, a little bit of the, the history of scan tools. Now, this is at, on a personal level. This is me, but maybe some of you can relate to some of these tools because they were pretty popular. So again, our scan tool, I mean, man, this is a cool thing. This is our interface with all the microprocessors on the vehicle. This is our translator for all the zeros and ones that we can interpret. Uh, we can translate the computer's intentions and we can input our own intentions into these computers. We tell them what to do with bi-directional control. So it's a, it's a really cool thing to have for a vehicle. And I remember the first one that I used and I was just blown away where you could hit a button and you could get a component to do something. You could have a bi-directional control. And sometimes we take for granted how cool that really is, those bi-directional controls. So uh, the first scan tool that I ever used was the red snap-on brick. And if you go back a ways, this was kind of the aftermarket scan tool. Uh, there were other ones out there, but I don't think there was anything that really covered vehicles. You know, aftermarket, again, we're speaking aftermarket tools here, not the factory side of things, but for something that covered vehicles, especially domestic vehicles, it did it really, really well. And for its time, it was a great scan tool. Pretty basic, kind of looked like an Etch-a-Sketch, but you know, you had bi-directional controls, you had live data stream, you know, pull codes, erase codes, all the standard stuff, but it was a reliable tool and you know, you could update it as new things came out. You could buy new keys, 
that was one thing you had to insert a specific key into the cord uh, for the particular vehicle that you were working on and snap-on held on to that for a while after the red brick as well gosh i should have actually written down the number now that i think about it i think it was the mt 2500 if i remember right doesn't matter too much everybody knows it as the red brick so this was the first tool that i used and I'm going to talk about these old tools. I'm not really going to go into a ton of features on them because it doesn't matter, but just some highlights that I remember. So that was the first scan tool I used for a long time. And again, if you had one of those things, they were awesome in their time. After that, uh, the next one that really stands out in my mind was the OTC Genesis. And there was a lot of different versions of this OTC Genesis. It was rebranded by a lot of companies. But this was a scan tool with a little bigger screen than what we were used to seeing on the uh, Snap-on. And it was a pretty functional scan tool. Uh, it even had some pass-through capabilities. We did some GM-SPS stuff back in the day uh, with one of these OTC Genesis tools. And this, this was a long time ago. It was a fairly capable scan tool, pretty reliable, pretty capable, especially for domestic stuff. You got outside of the domestic stuff, and it covered the basics on Asian and European. wasn't fantastic, but it did pretty much what you needed to do as far as codes and data and maybe, maybe a couple special functions. But it was pretty limited on that side. And again, just like any tool, I think there was updates that you could get to cover you know, more car lines. But anyways, OTC Genesis, we used that for a number of years. And then, uh, and actually I should mention, these were all shop scan tools. This was earlier in my career and I didn't own my own scan tool for quite a while. And I'll bring up the first one that I purchased. But this one has, you know, I have some good memories of the the red brick and the Genesis. They, they made me a lot of money. And this next one, uh, my memories stand out for this tool, but it wasn't in a positive light. All right, so if anybody's ever used this tool, it was the Evolution or the next scan tool out after the Genesis. This was the OTC Pegasus. And, oh man, was this thing a pile of garbage. It was touted as this super tool. And I think this was rebranded a couple different ways. OTC rebrands a lot of stuff. or Other companies will rebrand the tool. So it may have gone under another name, but it was touchscreen. It was supposed to be wireless to the OBD2 port. Uh, that function never really worked well. It had a scope built in, two-channel scope, if I remember correctly. And I don't know, maybe maybe the, the ones, and I say ones that we had, were just bad versions of this tool. But we had to warranty this out several times over the years that we had this, I think we used it for a good three, four years because that's what the shop invested in and that we had a warranty on it. And they kept having to send it out because the thing would freeze up. It would lock up. It would restart. You'd back out of a function and have to completely enter all the new vehicle information. I mean, this thing was an absolute pain to work with. Uh, I hated this scan tool and it's what actually got me looking for my own scan tool. Cause I was just tired of this thing. So if you've ever used the OTC Pegasus, you know what I'm talking about. I would imagine if not, it was just a, it was just a frustrating tool to use. So I got to be looking for my own scan tool and this is when I actually discovered Autel. I had never heard of them before and I think they were newer and the scan tool at the time 
was the Autel Maxidas 708. And I actually still have the one that I purchased, but I purchased this for, I think it was $1,100, $1,200, which was significantly cheaper than if you wanted to buy a brand new Snap-on scan tool or even an OTC scan tool at the time. This was much cheaper, and so that's kind of why I did it by myself rather than encouraging the shop to do it because then, well, I got my own scan tool. And I'll tell you what, this was one of the game changers for me, buying this 708. I absolutely loved this tool. I still do. I, I still have it, and I might even use it on occasion, although there's not a whole lot of need for it. But the capability of this tool was so far beyond anything that I had ever used, I was just blown away. I'll admit the graphing on it kind of sucked. Uh, it it was, wasn't the greatest, but it was functional. Uh, you could get better graphing on another scan tool. The screen was kind of small, and you had a stylus that you could use because uh, using your finger was kind of tough with some of the buttons. But the capabilities of this tool and what it could do compared to other tools that I have used was so, so much better. And I'm talking on specifically Asian and European vehicles. The coverage this thing had on Asian and European was light years beyond what I had seen in Snap-on and OTC up until this point. And even on domestic vehicles, you had some more functions that weren't there in the other tools that I've used. And we're talking about some security functions even on some vehicles and immobilizer stuff, uh, bi-directional controls and special functions and resets and relearns that you just didn't even have access to before. And I believe around this time, this was, gosh, this is going back a ways now, uh, maybe eight, nine years ago or so, Autel did get into a lawsuit for you know, stealing software or information from uh, certain companies. And so, you know, maybe it was a little too good to be true at, at that time, but it was an awesome tool and this thing just kicked butt. So if you ever used a 708 at the time, this thing was just a game changer for me. Uh, it introduced me to Autel and what, you know, a scan tool is really capable of. But the other thing was for me is it showed me that, you know, I, I don't have to accept what the tool vendor comes around and sells to me. I can expand out and actually find better tools. I can do some research on what's out there. And that's something we're going to talk about is what you want to do when you're investing money in the scan tool is do your homework before you spend the dollars. Figure out what that tool is going to do or not do. And I'll help you find ways that you can do that so that it's going to be best suited for your needs. Because uh, again, you want that thing to make money for you. You don't want to be frustrated with it. You don't want it to be lacking in capabilities. So anyways, that, that wraps it up for my scan tool history, my personal scan tool history, the ones that stand out in my mind. Again, uh, none of those tools are really useful today necessarily, um, although you could pull out a snap-on red brick on some OBD1 stuff if you needed to. And my... 708 is still capable up to 14. Uh, I have other tools that I'll probably use in its place, but I still have it just in case. But let's get to the current tools that I use um, because this was actually one of the questions that somebody had asked me is what am I using for tools? Um, now, I did mention factory tools and I have a Tech 2, which is really helpful for older GMs. If you're going to do any Class 2 programming, a Tech 2 is really helpful. Um, you can program these Class 2 
vehicles with a J box, but there's precautions that you have to take. And that's probably a whole nother topic for another episode. But um, having a Tech 2 is helpful for the older GMs. I actually have an MDI 2, which is the the VCI, the, or maybe you consider a pass-through device for GM's newest scan tool platform, which is the GDS2. I actually don't have the GDS2 software purchased, though. I, I have the application loaded on my computer, but I've never purchased the software. I haven't actually needed it yet. I'm sure someday I will, and when it gets to that point, I'll go on to GM AC Delco TDS, and I'll purchase that software, and I will figure it out. But uh, on General Motors, the aftermarket tools that I'm going to talk about have covered them very well. Uh, now, you're able to do GM programming, through their SPS, and you can pretty much use any JBox to do GM programming. Uh, you'll need the MDI, MDI 2 on certain newer vehicles for certain modules, but I'd say 90% of the stuff that most techs are going to be doing, you can use a JBox for programming. So anyways, long story short, I don't have the current GM factory scan tool platform. Haven't found a need for it yet, so I can't really speak to its function. I also have the YTech 2.0. Great, great tool, expensive for all the things that you've got to purchase, especially if you want the Micropod 2, um, because you can actually use it through a J2534 setup, but if you want the Micropod setup, uh, it's going to cost you some bucks to get into Chrysler. But their secure gateway functions, it's very helpful to have that application. Although, on that note too, Snap-on and Autel, I believe, have their contract with Chrysler to get past the secure gateway functions. And for anybody wondering what that is, 18 and up on Chrysler, or what you call it, Fiat Chrysler, there's a secure gateway, which is a basically a firewall to the vehicle from a scan tool. And so you really can't do much of anything besides read codes unless you are connected to Chrysler's server with a tool that is licensed. So obviously their scan tool is going to be good to go. And then you pay a subscription fee for Autel, for Snap-on. I believe those are the two that have the license at the moment so that you can clear codes, uh, you know, bi-directional functions, that sort of thing. So just something to consider on Chrysler's there. But back to the YTech 2.0, really, really nice tool, great networking diagnostic features. I've talked about this. I talked about this with Matt Fonslow. Having a screen that shows you the entire vehicle network and what modules are live and what modules aren't, really handy tool. I actually don't know of any aftermarket tools that'll do this. So it is a big plus to having a factory tool because there's several other factory tools that do something similar to this. On the Ford side of things, IDS and FRDS, the FRDS is for newer vehicles. Again, that's 18 and up. I've only used it a handful of times, but it's worked fairly well for me when I did. Uh, it's all a cloud-based setup, which I think most scan tools are going to that setup. You got to be connected to the internet. Um, although, you know, now that I say that, I think there are some functions you can run offline on that FRDS. I, I need to play around with it more, but it seems to be pretty capable. IDS has been around for a long time. IDS is the older uh, Ford scan tool setup. I'll tell you what, if you work on Fords, I don't know why you wouldn't purchase a VCM2 
this is their pass-through device. This is the, the component that you hook up to the car and then hook up to your laptop. So why you wouldn't buy a VCM2 and pay for the IDS subscription? Uh, you're talking less than $2,000 all said and done. Yeah, maybe a little over tax and stuff like that. And you've got full factory capability on Fords. It's one of, you know, $2,000 sounds like a lot of money. It is. But it's one of the most cost-effective factory scan tool setups. And that's full diagnostics and full programming for a year. Um, the license you have to purchase every year for IDS. But if you're working on a lot of Fords, just get this. It is totally worth it. The IDS scan tool platform, if you've never used it, kind of looks like it was created for first graders. <laughs> um, it's a very, very basic setup, but it's functional and it does what you need it to do. Uh, I also used a Consult Plus 3 for Nissans. The reason I purchased this was for programming. I didn't find the need for the scan tool to do uh, the functions except for some airbag stuff. But other than that, the aftermarkets do pretty well on Nissans. But for programming, I purchased this because the J2534 setup for Nissan is uh, cumbersome to say the least. So anyways, those are my factory tools and I'm not going to spend a ton of time on those. Those were just quick overviews of the tools. Again, if you work on a certain line a lot, go get the factory tool. It's going to be worth it if you see that vehicle a lot and you're going to be able to do everything on it. Now, if I got all these factory tools, why bother with an aftermarket tool if I can do everything I need to? Well, I don't have a factory tool for everything and there are advantages to some of these aftermarket tools. One of them being is that they can actually be faster than the factory tool in some aspects, in some cases. Uh, when I just wanna do a quick all vehicle scan, it might be faster to pull out one of these aftermarket tools. Uh, the other thing is they're, they're relatively easy to use. I mean, you can turn them on and get to where you need to get to in a couple button clicks. And not to say that you can't with some of these factory tools, but some of these involve logins and dual factor authentications and you know it's it's a little bit of time to get some of these applications going for the factory tools not all of them but some of them so sometimes i like to just grab my aftermarket scan tool so here's the ones that i use i have a autel 908 and this is actually a little bit of an older 908 it's several years old at this point but this thing is pretty awesome. So this is a Android tablet-based tool, and lots of people have used the Autel. Not everybody, but lots of people are familiar with the Autel setup. And this is a touchscreen tablet. And like I mentioned with the 708 Autel scan tool, this thing has got great coverage across multiple lines of vehicles. And it's actually got a bunch of vehicle brands that I've never even heard of because they're... Asian market brands, Chinese market brands. And I actually have talked to a couple of people that listen to this show that are outside of the USA. You may be familiar with these brands, but I've got options on my Autel that I've never even heard of these car lines before. So, I mean, they cover a lot of different vehicles. And specifically when it comes to Asian vehicles, Asian vehicles that are sold in the U.S., and domestic vehicles and European vehicles, man, the coverage 
what this scan tool is capable of is awesome. And I'm talking special functions, relearns, bi-directional controls. Those are the things where scan tool can really make its money. When you can reset a system, when you can relearn an electric throttle, you can run these processes through with a scan tool that you know, maybe you weren't capable of doing before. That's where that scan tool really starts to make its money. The Autel is pretty fast and I know they have newer versions of the one I have. Uh, I don't have the Elite version and Autel is actually coming out with an Ultra version sometime in the next year I think and there hasn't been a ton of details on it but it looks pretty awesome. So Google the Autel Ultra and you can at least see a picture of it. There's not a whole lot of definite information. It looks like it's going to include a scope um, but it's a great tool. Uh, the auto scan feature is really nice, goes through, hits all of the modules and gives you a rundown of everything that has codes and everything it can communicate with. And this is wireless Bluetooth connection to the OBD2 port. Most scan tools nowadays are, but I think that's an important thing. Uh, the graphing is eh, not the greatest, but it is usable and you can merge the graphs together and you can alter the graphs and it it does what it needs to do um, again not perfect but it's good enough uh, for most of the stuff that i'm doing i will say autel's a little slower on some vehicles ford is one that comes to mind when i'm going into a ford the autel kind of lags a little bit getting into reading codes and pulling up data streams and some stuff like that so that's uh, just one note there but uh, not enough to make me dislike the tool Oh, I should actually mention on the Autel, I'll put some links up to the current prices. I think I paid around three grand for the one that I have when I purchased it. They do have a ton of different models for these Autel scanners, uh, different versions depending on what you're working on and what capability that you, that you want. Um, but generally speaking, you could get yourself a pretty capable Autel scan tool for around three grand. They also have the ability of control module programming. So the Autel Elite, it's a 908 Elite, it'll actually come with a J-Box, which is a J2534 device. And you're going to need a laptop and you're going to need a subscription to the OE manufacturer website as well. It's, it doesn't come right out of the box ready to program. But with that J-Box you have the capability of updating control modules. Now there's a whole nother side of things when we get into programming. Again, it's not just plug it in and go. So don't buy one of these Autels and think I can just plug it in and program modules, not the case. And I'm talking about new control modules you replace that you need to you know, upload software, you need to change the VIN, whatever it is. That's gonna be done through a laptop using the pass-through using the J-Box that comes with the scan tool. So that's the advantage. You're getting that J-Box, you're getting that capability, and you'd have to go make some other purchases, but it's there. It's part of uh, the scan tool kit that you get with the Autel. The other aftermarket tool that I use is the Launch Diagon 4. So this is an Android-based cell phone, basically, that is also a scan tool and has a Bluetooth connector that connects to the OBD2 port. And here's why I love this thing, okay? <laughs> I bought it for $700. Now, do keep in mind that this is a Chinese market tool, which means they don't have support for it in the US. So that's 
I think, part of why the price is so cheap. But $700, I think I bought it off Amazon, and uh, this little thing kicks ass. Go on YouTube and look at some videos of this thing. I think Cody's Auto Diagnostics has a great review of this tool, and there's other ones out there as well. But man, for the price of this thing, it is awesome. I suggest this to all my students. I'm like, hey, don't go you know, $5,000 in debt for a scan tool when you're still doing oil changes and brakes. Go buy this thing if you really want a scan tool for $700 and you're probably going to be able to do more than some of these really expensive tools. So I'll tell you what, this thing covers, again, a lot of vehicles. Again, it's got all those Chinese makes that I've never even heard of, plus everything I have heard of on the domestic, Asian, and European side of things. And it is a very fast tool, meaning it's going to load, do a health check on these vehicles very quickly. When it runs a health report on the vehicle, which is what they name it as a health report, it's an all system scan. It's going to break it down really fast for you. What's on that vehicle, what has codes and all the codes in each of the, each of those modules. So you don't have to go into separate modules to figure out the codes. You've got a list right there. And other scan tools do that as well, but it is a super handy feature. This is one of the first tools I get if I'm doing a pre-scan on a vehicle because I can plug this thing in, hit health report, and have an answer for all of the codes that I have in this vehicle within less than five minutes. Uh, it, it's blazing fast for what it is. And that, again, that's you're considering what this thing is. It's an Android cell phone, basically. You know, you can take pictures with it. You can go on the internet, just like a normal Android cell phone, but it has those launch diagnostic software in it, and it just kicks butt. The special functions and abilities of this thing are pretty out of this world, too, again, for the price, for relearns, for special functions, uh, things like that. It, it's just, it's awesome, again, for the price. Now, again, these tools I'm talking about, they, they do have limitations. They do have holes. Uh, going back to the Autel, there are things that it won't do. It, there's even things that it says that it can do, but it doesn't actually perform the task. Yeah, that's something that you run into with these tools a lot too. They try to copy that factory software as close as they can, but one of the functions doesn't work. Uh, the launch does have some glitches, and here's a couple that I've run into. Some older Chryslers, it has some trouble connecting to them and will actually freeze the tool and back out of the diagnostic software. Now, maybe that's just the one I've got and that may not be all of them, but it's happened to me on several occasions. The other thing that I've noticed with this, and I'd be curious to see if other people had the same problem, if I'm working on a General Motors vehicle, um, a lot of these GM vehicles with CAN bus have a lot of... I guess what you could call interference on the high-speed bus. And it doesn't affect the vehicle, I mean, at least until it gets to a certain point. And if you look at it with a scope, it looks like a very wavy pattern. Uh, if you look up uh, Super Mario Diagnostics on YouTube, he has a video explaining this and how you can use a scope to get rid of that fluctuation. Anyways, it's there in a lot of GMs that have a CAN bus setup. And you can see it on the scope. If you connect to one of those with this launch scan tool, that seems to affect this tool. And I have gotten messed up on vehicles using that tool on a GM that has that problem. So I don't actually grab this thing first when I'm working on a GM with a CAM bus. I'll grab the Autel. It's a little bit more reliable. 
Um, it has missed modules for me, told me there's no communication to certain modules when really that wasn't the case and kind of sent me on some wild goose chases. So something to consider, but heck it's a $700 tool. I wouldn't expect it to be perfect, but it just goes to show that everything's got its strengths and weaknesses. The other aftermarket tool that I have, and I mentioned this before, is the Autel IM508. This is specifically for immobilizer and key diagnostics, repair, whatever you'd like to call it, and it does a great job on that. Now, the Autel and Launch will still do some of this, but the 508 series covers a little bit more, and it actually has some key generation and EEPROM functions that I haven't even gotten into, but it's a relatively inexpensive tool, around $1,200, I think, for the 508, and it's going to cover a lot of immobilizer stuff for you, so you can start uh, you know, diagnosing those things or get into keys if you want to. That's the other option, but in today's vehicles, having the capability for that immobilizer work is really important. Now, if you're looking for one that does both... Uh, Autel also has the IM608, which is basically the full-fledged Autel scan tool with the anti-theft immobilizer features is in built into it. And it includes a J-Box as well. So you kind of get all as one. Now, I don't have that one because I already had a scan tool and I didn't want to buy a fully-fledged scan tool with the immobilizer stuff. I just wanted the immobilizer stuff. So you have options. You have different ways to go based on what you already have. And again, I'll put links to all this stuff in the show notes that you can go and you can shop around, check this stuff out. Uh, For one place I would recommend to go, if you're going to get a scan tool, go through aeswave.com. They have great support if you have any issues with any of these tools. And that is one thing to consider is what, what is the support going to be on this tool after I purchase it? Uh, some other ones that are on my wish list. These are tools that I don't own, but I've read good things about. Uh, the ATS Automotive Test Solutions eScan, Bernie Thompson. This thing looks really helpful for when you're doing uh, fuel trim diagnostics because it lays it out in a chart. It graphs it for you, the fuel trims across all RPM ranges. And I know this is not the only thing this tool does, but from what I've seen, uh, really, really handy. So uh, it's one of the things that I'm going to be looking to purchase in the near future is the ATS scan, and they do have different versions of that as well. That's a laptop-based scan tool. Uh, the AutoLogic Drive Pro, uh, this thing is supposed to have really good European coverage. Uh, Cody actually just purchased one of these, and I'm going to ask him about it and see what he's got to say. There's a ton of features that go into this tool, but supposedly really, really good with European stuff, which is nice to have. The last specific scan tool that I want to talk about is Snap-on. So lots of people have Snap-on scan tools and a lot more scan tools beyond Snap-on, but a lot of shops I go to, people have Snap-on scan tools. They'll have, you know, a Varus or they'll have a Zeus, I think is the newest one. And people ask me a lot about Snap-on, is it worth the money? Uh, you know, what about the intelligent diagnostics? Um, here's the thing on Snap-on. I don't want to bash on Snap-on. I just, I, I personally, I don't believe it's worth the money that they charge for these tools. Now, they are nice tools. They are very nice to use. And I still think they have one of the best graphing capability of a lot of tools out there. If you want to graph data PIDs, Snap-on is probably the way to go. 
that and that's a, that's a great feature. They're reliable scan tools, and you know you've got a tool vendor that's going to come around every week in case you need to warranty it. Of course, they're going to try to sell you an update as well, but uh, they can warranty if there's a any problems with the scan tool. The other thing is a lot of these Snap-on scan tools have scopes built into them. That is an awesome thing to have, to have a scope handy right there. You don't have to pull any other tool out. You've already got it. Just hook up some leads, switch over to the scope and start measuring stuff. So that's another big advantage of a Snap-on. But again, uh, if we look at the cost of like a brand new uh, Snap-on Zeus, and we're talking 10 grand plus for this tool. And I think I've seen them for even more than that. And just that to me is a lot of money for something that the coverage on these snap-ons, I think, from what I've seen, is actually slightly less than the Autel or the launch capabilities. Now, if we're just talking domestic stuff, Snap-on covers it really, really well. But once you get into the European and Asian stuff, Autel and launch will do a better job, in my opinion, uh, than what Snap-on's capable of. And you can get those tools for a fraction of the price. And you could buy, you know, what I did. I bought the Autel and the launch, and I can do everything that Snap-on can plus more. Uh, and I spent less money. So that's where it's advantageous to me. The other thing that Snap-on has, I'm not a huge fan of it, is they're pushing the intelligent diagnostics. Now, I'll be honest, I haven't personally used it myself. I've only seen videos and people talking about it, but it's not on my high on my list of things that I really want to try out. It, it, I think it's made to point you in the direction of a failure to kind of do your job for you. And it may even be based in pattern failures. And I'd rather do my thinking for myself when I'm going into a diagnostic. I want to decide what data PIDs I'm going to use. I want to make the calls on the data that I'm seeing and not necessarily rely on the scan tool. I mean, we do rely on a lot on the scan tool for a lot of things, but I just don't know that uh, that's that's the route that I want to go is relying on the tool to make the diagnosis for me, to point me in a direction. And maybe it's helpful in certain cases and maybe it'll make you money, but I don't see the value in paying for that. I believe it's a subscription-based service that's built into the tool. Uh, just not not for me. And the overall cost of the tool is not for me. If I can spend less money and actually do more, heck, that's the way I'm going to go. You could buy a Autel 908, you could buy a launch, and you could buy a Pico scope, and you probably still have some money left over compared to what you've paid for a brand new Snap-on scan tool. So the cost is really the thing there. And I hate to bash on any certain brand or scan tool because I know a lot of people have Snap-ons out there and they love their Snap-ons, but that's just my personal opinion. The last point here that I want to make is this is actually something I do with my students. We, when we talk about scan tools, I have a list of things that I suggest for them to research before they purchase a scan tool. Um, so if they're considering buying one, whatever scan tool it might be, I want them to research these points about the scan tool before they make their decision. All right, first thing, obviously, is initial cost. What are you investing up front in the tool? Um, that should be pretty obvious, and that's kind of some of the things that we talked about here. So research 
what's the initial cost of the tool? And heck, maybe there is a specific tool, you get it cheaper elsewhere. So don't assume that that person that's trying to sell you the tool is the best price. And maybe they'll give you a better price if you come to them with a lower number, uh, do some bargaining there. The other thing you want to look at is what is the warranty on the scan tool? Uh, how long is this thing going to be covered for after I purchase it? Is it one year? Is it three years? Is it, uh, you know, Autel? Here, here's one thing about Autel. You, when you re-up the subscription, okay, so once your initial warranty runs out, however many years that is, three, four, five years, I think it depends on where you buy, buy it from. But after that, if you buy the update on the scan tool, you also get another year warranty on that tool, um, which I think is is pretty nice because then you can have an older tool. It's still covered. They'll still fix it. You send it out. They send it back. You're without a tool for a little while, but they will repair it for you. And then you got a functioning tool again. And then next time you update it, you still got another year of coverage for that particular unit. So that's another thing to consider is how are you going to get this repaired? If it does break, okay, if it's under warranty, who do I got to send it to? Where does it got to go to to get fixed? And that's where you kind of want to be careful with the Amazon and the online shopping. I would find out, is this a U.S.-based market that this thing's being sold in or is it overseas? And especially right now, if you need to get something warrantied that came from China, that might be pretty tough. You might be without a tool for a long time. So consider that when you're buying the tool as well. There is an advantage there of a tool guy that comes around to your shop every week as far as the warranty. He, maybe he can give you a loaner while he's fixing yours. Um, that's an advantage of buying one off of a tool truck possibly. And maybe maybe an upside to you know the snap-on side of things. Updates. You need to check to see you know, how long are updates available? How much are they going to cost me? Okay, so is it going to cost me thousand dollars every year to update this tool um, or do I have a certain amount of years where they're going to update it for free and also how long are they going to update this platform now that might be a hard question to answer but if the tool you're thinking about buying is four or five years old and I don't mean the physical tool is four or five years old but the platform is four or five years old well guess what they're probably going to make a new tool <laughs> in the near future and they may or may not continue to support the platform that you just purchased so they won't have any more updates for it so you spend a bunch of money on a tool that is you know going forward after 2020 maybe going to be useless it's not going to work on newer vehicles so that's something you want to consider as well and here's the other big one that I think is really important to do your homework with is go online and read some reviews. Now, don't read the reviews right off the website selling the tool. <laughs> go to other websites, use Google, use tech forums, Facebook, uh, YouTube, things like that to find out people that have already purchased these tools and see what they think. See how, what they like or don't like about the tools before you make your decision. Don't just make your decision on the spot about purchasing a scan tool. Do your homework, do your research, and make sure that it's going to work for you. So I have my students do that. I have them all pick a scan tool. We all talk about it, and it's just a good experience for them to know how to research these, uh, these scan tools before they invest a big amount of money. So to sum that up, what scan tool is the best one to buy? Well, all the scanners. <laughs> buy all of them and you'll have everything covered. <laughs> that would be my dream, of course. And uh, I'm, I'm always uh, looking to purchase some other <laughs> scan tool. 
Uh, if you're looking for specific information on scan tools, again, I'll have a lot of notes in the show notes for this episode. There is a Facebook group. There's a Facebook group for this podcast, but there's a Facebook group just for automotive scan tools. Uh, I may include a link in the show notes to that as well. I might ask the admin of the group if that's okay, but uh, search Facebook and you could probably find it. And the whole purpose of the group is dedicated just to automotive scan tools. So if you got any question, that's the place to go to ask a question on a specific uh, scan tool. Uh, They also have groups just for Autel scan tools, where it's a group of people who own Autel scan tools. If you own one or thinking about owning one, go to that group, ask some questions. You could probably find out any specific details that you're looking for. But at the end of the day, it's really what am I working on? What am I seeing the most? What tool is going to be the best for me for those lines of vehicles? So that's going to wrap it up for today. Thank you so much for listening. Again, thanks for the feedback. And keep that up. I want to know what do you want to hear about? Who do you want to hear from? Send me a message through Facebook. Put a post in our Facebook group about what you'd like to hear about, what you'd like to hear me talk about or who you'd like to hear me talk to. And heck, maybe that's you. Maybe you'd like to be on the show. Let me know. We'll figure something out. Uh, I just wrapped up the school year. So I got a little bit more time on my hands and I'm going to be doing some more interviews in the near future. But that all being said, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Have a great day and hopefully we'll see you again soon. Thank you.